Good morning, Orlando. Wednesday morning at 6 o'clock. We're glad you're with us just in time for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning Did Trump staffers have contact with Russian officials? And another assault rifle is stolen from an unmarked cruiser. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And have we just witnessed a political assassination? And might there be more coming? Next on Good Morning Orlando. Happy Hump Day. It's 6.02 on News Radio 1025. The president's former national security advisor may not have been the only member of Trump's team to have contact with Russia. Michael Flynn resigned Monday after reports that he talked with the Russian ambassador about sanctions before the inauguration. Now the New York Times says Trump's campaign aides had repeated contact with Russian intelligence officials in the year before the election. The report says intelligence agencies intercepted calls between campaign members and the Russians. Now Democrats on Capitol Hill are demanding a full-scale investigation surrounding former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, including what President Trump knew about Flynn's pre-inauguration conversations with the Russian ambassador about U.S. sanctions and when Trump knew it. But Republicans maintain that existing committees can handle a probe. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. And this Mike Flynn story is exploding on a number of fronts, and we'll explore them all here in a moment, Deb. In the meantime, President Trump will not push for a two-state solution between Israelis and Palestinians when he meets with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu at the White House today. An administration official told reporters that peace could come through a two-state solution if that's what the two sides want. However, the president will not dictate the terms of peace. The White House says Netanyahu and Trump will hold a joint press conference today at noon in Washington. The Israeli prime minister is also scheduled to have breakfast Thursday with Vice President Mike Pence before departing back to Israel. Out west, people living downstream from a broken dam in Oroville, California, can finally return home. The Butte County Sheriff said evacuating nearly 200,000 people living near the Oroville Dam was the right call while authorities took action to reduce the lake level of Lake Oroville. The mandatory evacuation orders have since been reduced to an evacuation warning, meaning they could be forced to evacuate again if the risk increases. Storms in the area, though, could start as soon as today and last through the weekend. In local news, a troubling theft has police changing their behavior, at least in one city. An AR-15 assault rifle was stolen yesterday morning from an Orlando police officer's unmarked cruiser in Baldwin Park. The gun was locked in a container, but police aren't saying if the car was locked. The theft now has police under orders to take all guns out of their cars after they're done with their shifts. It also follows the recent theft of another AR-15 assault rifle, from an OPD officer's unmarked car. I guess they're going to try to decide what the permanent um, revised regulation on that will be. I think they're just going to have to make permanent what they're now, you know, what is now temporary. you got to take them inside. You know, these people are out there. Now you got firepower on the street, and you know it's not in good hands. Exactly. You know, exactly. High-powered. High-powered. You know, assault rifles, two of them now on the streets, and they came from officers' cars. This kind of thing has been going on in this town for quite a while. We'll remember that now Congresswoman Val Demings, then the OPD chief, had her police revolver stolen right out of her cruiser parked in her driveway. Remember that? Yes, I do. But in that instance, her SUV was not locked. That's true. That is a difference. Now they're getting even more aggressive to get their hands, whoever these people are, on uh, on high-powered weaponry. And uh, the only way is to 
get them out of the cruiser and get them inside, I think. I think you're right. Exactly. And then and then wait. Then we'll have to worry about protecting the officer as they're walking from their home to their car to put the weapons in their vehicle. We got bad dudes out there. And another sign of please don't say hombres. And another sign of changing <laughs> times. Please don't do it. A local hombres. school. Please don't do it. It doesn't even say it right. And another sign of changing hombres. times. Yeah, a local school is, is getting a name change. The Orange County School Board voted last night to change the name of Robert E. Lee Middle School to College Park Middle School. When it opened back in 1956, Lee was an all-white school, but now has a student body that's about 60% black. One parent last night told the school board a name change would show the community's commitment to inclusion and kindness. And finally, it's going to the dogs. This year's winner at the Westminster Dog Show is a German shepherd named Rumor, and they never pick the big dogs. This is a great win. The five-and-a-half-year-old female shepherd from Edgerton, Wisconsin, won Best in Show last night. Nearly 2,800 dogs and some cats for the first time. No kidding. They, yeah. Have infiltrated the dog they show? They have infiltrated the dog show. They were not put on display. You can imagine how stressful that would be for both the dogs and the cats. Well, but, you got our resident cat lover Yaffe's attention with that one. Yeah, they're thinking I'm about doing confused, kind of... confused, actually. Well, they're thinking, uh, is, from what I've been reading, there's, you know, hopes of maybe doing like a cat show on the level of the Westminster. Oh, okay. So it's not like cats identifying as dogs? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just checking. No. We had transgendered cats. You know, we had a movement going here. I mean, here. my cat does identify <laughs> as a dog a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of little dogs that identify more as cats than they do as dogs, yeah. too. <laughs> I, 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 I think probably the dogs figured that lawsuits were inevitable if they didn't, you know, open it all up to... Uh, you know, to the other most common and beloved house pet here, or otherwise, you know, discrimination can't have that. What? What? <laughs> She's still mad at me about hombres. Oh, no. no. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean to step on your story. No, don't worry about it. You did it. It was the 141st Westminster Dog Show in New York's Madison Square Garden. Other winners included a Norwich Terrier named Tanner, one best terrier. I watched a little bit of this did yesterday, you? and the dogs were magnificent. I did not know that big dogs don't generally win. They, they just don't. They just, it's always the cute little ones that usually win. Deb knows more about animals than about anybody I know. You've got your own show Sunday afternoons, Animal House, at 3 to 4 right here on WFLA. So this gal on that topic really knows what she's talking about. Well, plus, you know, the little dogs kind of act more like cats kind of thing. Mike's cat acts more like a dog. My dog thinks it's just a great big human. But normally the cute factor rules the day with the judges. Is that what's to do with the little ones? No, I mean, because that's not one of the, I mean, they're, they're judged on their physi, uh, their physicality and stuff. It just always seems like the little ones. You know, you never see the German Shepherds, the Golden Retrievers, the Irish Wolfhound, you know, the Bull Mastiff. Oh, that's such a pretty dog. Huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah. If you've ever seen the All Harry right. Potter movies. You know what a Neapolitan Mastiff looks like. Got it. All right. Mm-hmm. WFLA News Time <laughs> 608. Watch as a distracted beagle charms the crowd at Westminster. I had a beagle growing up. Sporty was the best dog. But you also had a Scotty. We did. Yeah, when I was little. That was the. He protected my I was crib. Don't say, that go was, near little buddy. That was the or Scotty. I will chew your leg off. That's right. You will have a very, <laughs> very hurting ankle when I'm done with you. <laughs> You can see it at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando with the best bad ombre in town starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. 
We're having too much fun. I love it. Deborah Roberts alongside the Bud Man here. Yaffe in the control room, and we're already out of control early. Um, good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We're nationwide on iHeartRadio, and we're digging in, though, on much more serious stuff here. Was the ouster of Mike Flynn a political assassination? The case can be made. More coming up. That in Orlando's Newswater and Traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Well, Yaffe, I've come face to face with my own limitations as a talk show host. What is it? Rush is right, almost always right, 99.4% of the time or something like that now. Yes. And I think I was like up thirty up to 36.2 <laughs> until yesterday. I think you're a little better than that. Until yesterday when I naively said on the show that I thought the resignation of National Security Advisor Mike Flynn would be a blip on the scope. They'd plug somebody in and we would move ahead within a matter of several days and view this in the rearview mirror. Um, What an idiot for me to think that such a thing could happen. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's 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 all right. You know what? My wife always tells me that as I take (laughs) such a rosy, optimistic view of the world that I am just naively optimistic. And and then I say yes, which is why I'm so often disappointed. Well, now <laughs> I'm actually disappointed in myself. Um, and Bloomberg writes a compelling piece, the Bloomberg News Service, about the political assassination of Mike Flynn. And uh, wow, I, you need to check it out. Uh, Drudge has got it; others do as well. And of course, it's on Bloomberg. Um, but but what you have here is a situation where you have people in the intelligence community, and throughout the government bureaucracy that was in place when Trump came in, who are invested in destroying this president. They don't think he's legitimate. They don't like his tough policies on the Middle East, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And these are unelected bureaucrats who are leaking classified information. And particularly, we are talking about the phone conversations that Mike Flynn had with the Russians before Trump took office. Now, they routinely monitor calls of this nature. But what doesn't happen in the interest of national security is that they get leaked to the press and put out there for the public. That's exactly what happened. And there's the political assassination of Mike Flynn. And there are many who believe that, oh, this is just the first. They're coming for Bannon. They're coming for Kellyanne. And ultimately, they are coming for President Donald Trump. Mike Flynn said to the Daily Caller in a phone interview that he crossed no lines in his discussions with the Russian ambassador. But his concern is about the steady stream of leaks Two reporters, based on classified information, said, Flynn, in some of these cases, you're talking about stuff that's taken off of a classified system given to a reporter, and that is a crime. Flynn says he doesn't know where the leaks originated, that one has to wonder, are they coming out of people in the National Security Council? Are they coming out of people in the intel community or state or defense? Uh, Trump himself tweeted, you remember, the real story here is, Why are there so many illegal leaks coming out of Washington? Will these leaks be happening as ideal on North Korea, et cetera? Sean Spicer, the press secretary, 
People who are entrusted with national security secrets, classified information, are leaking it out. And that's a real concern for the president. It should be for everybody here. That is what goes on in totalitarian states to undermine a group of people in power or just the citizenry. This is fundamentally un-American, outrageous and dangerous. These people are invested in the destruction of the Trump administration. And they've engineered, and I think Bloomberg has not overstated it, one political assassination already, Mike Flynn. Who's next and how do we stop this? Let's talk. 407-916-5400 and our text line 23680. Yaffe, on um, the ouster of Mike Flynn and all of the fallout, what are you thinking this morning, buddy? You're thinking what? that Deborah Roberts just stick her I, nose I know, into, I know. into I the can't. control room and distracted you. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, we're tra- we're tra- you guys are stuck. We got a female hombre in here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What what I think about it? Well, I think the reason why the reason why the Democrats are doing this is because it's Russia, and since the beginning, since the election, they have be- they have been harping on this whole so-called connection between Trump and Russia. And they're going to keep doing it. Can I tell you, I don't think it's just Democrats. I really don't. I think it's people in an entrenched power in the bureaucracy who are vested in things remaining the way they are geopolitically around the world. And Trump wants to see if he can completely change relationships with the likes of Russia, etc. I think you've got Republicans who are no fans of Donald Trump. There's lingering bitterness, you know. I mean, it isn't like you're hearing uh, John McCain sticking up for the president and the administration or anybody else out there. So it isn't just the Democrats, okay, although they are definitely smelling blood in the water big time. What do you see on the text line, Yaffe? Uh, Yeah, one person uh, disagrees with you, though, says um, they're just seeing wrongdoing and lies. They are patriots. The crazy train is going off the rails. The Trump train. Yeah. Off the rails, huh? Yeah, he thinks he thinks they're doing it because they're patriots. Paul, you have a perspective on this that we want to have um, as part of the conversation. Paul, thank you for listening and calling, and good morning from Orlando. Good morning. How are you, bud? I'm doing okay. uh, I think that uh, they overplayed their hand. This is going to show that uh, there needs to be a real rotor-rooter there. And if Clinton had been prosecuted, they wouldn't have been so bold to do this. Hang on a minute. What do you mean by a real rotor-rooter? Well, I think now this administration realizes they need to go through and get all these people out of there. These are uh, not elected officials. These are uh, people that are just in political positions that are leaking classified information. I agree with that. They need to get them out, and they're going to be far more cautious. And General Flynn was the first casualty in this war, and he's a true hero. So what you're saying is this could play in Trump's favor and yes. help him help him get support for his commitment to drain the swamp, and this is part of it. Yes. yes. Well, well put, sir. Thank you. I'm feeling a little better now. All right. Here's Thomas in Orlando on with a Bud Man. Good morning, Thomas. Morning, Bud. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, Trump needs to, I think, worry about how the optics look on this and really not really worry about where the leaks are coming from, but really worry about uh, how he can ensure his people are either doing what he says or not going off the rails. And then also, if Mike Flynn didn't think he did anything wrong, why did he lie to Mike Pence about it? 
That he did wrong. There's no question. And he apologized for it. it. He needed to go. There, There is a huge trust issue here. You can't have that. He needed yeah. to go. There's no doubt about it. Um, and remember, this yeah. is an unprecedented situation where uh, it's been uh, assumed that the Russians have had influence in our election, whether uh, it was for Trump or against him or uh, whatever. It was, it was some influence from the Russians in the election. Well, I think so it was, they, were, they were clearly doing what they could uh, to yeah, take down so. Hillary and, and, and get yeah. Trump elected. Whether they actually had anything to do with that, I have no idea. It's very, very hard to measure. Thomas? Thank you for your perspectives. Much appreciated. Into the newsroom right now with my partner and co-host on Good Morning Orlando, Deborah Roberts, getting us all up to date. Take it away, Deb. Thank you, bud. There are questions as to why President Trump kept his vice president in the dark about National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. Just six days into his presidency, Trump was told that Flynn had misled Vice President Mike Pence about contacts with Russia. But Trump said nothing to Pence and waited nearly three weeks before ousting Flynn, citing a slow but steady erosion of trust. House Democrats are now pushing for a full investigation of the circumstances surrounding Flynn's resignation. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A legislative committee in the state capitol spent 30 minutes berating the Florida Supreme Court. Lawmakers are frustrated because the high court has yet to decide the fate of a North Florida judge accused of ethical lapses. But Representative Randy Fine says this hearing was a bit one-sided. I'd make a request that if we're going to, you know, flog someone in public, that we at least invite the person, because we are talking about someone's reputation. Ethics Chairman Larry Metz doesn't like the word flogging. He prefers oversight. What we're doing today is exercising our oversight function, which we have every right to do as a committee in the Florida House. This hearing is the latest installment of the House Speaker's war on words against the courts. He's also pushing judicial term limits and wants lawmakers to have the right to overrule the courts. Rick Flagg, News Radio 102.5, WFLA. The only man to be criminally charged in the 2015 terror attack in San Bernardino, California, has agreed to plead guilty to providing the high-powered rifles used to kill 14 people and wound nearly two dozen others. Enrique Marquez Jr. has admitted in a plea agreement released Tuesday that he bought the assault rifles used by Syed Rizwan Farouk and his wife Tashfin Malik. The couple were later killed in a gunfight with authorities. Back here closer to home, there's more trouble for the former owner of a nightclub where 10 people were shot. Satay McKnight told Orlando's, uh, once owned rather, Orlando's Glitz Ultra Lounge on Universal Boulevard when members of two gangs shot at each other a year ago and killed two people. The club has since closed and McKnight recently filed for bankruptcy. Records show he owes about $400,000 but only has $65,000 in assets. And Texas Governor Greg Abbott is telling the NFL to concentrate on football and quote, get the heck out of politics, end quote. Abbott made the comments yesterday to conservative radio talk show host Glenn Beck, who can also be heard right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA, when asked about Texas's controversial bathroom bill that would require transgenders to use public bathrooms that correspond to their biological sex. The NFL this week threatened to deny Texas City's future Super Bowls should Senate Bill 6 become law. Abbott told Beck that the NFL is walking on thin ice and that the league needs to learn its place, which is to govern football, not politics. In sports, the Magic didn't wait for the NBA trade deadline. On Tuesday, the Magic dealt forward Serge Ibaka to the Toronto Raptors for guard Terrence Mann and a first-round draft pick. WFLA News Time, 635. I'm Deborah Roberts, News Radio 1025 WFLA. Get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. 
Thanks, Deb. I'm right with the Texas governor on what he had to say to the NFL. Get the heck out of politics. That's something we're going to be talking about. Right now, we're going to talk business, finance, and the markets as we bring in John Metaxas, who's in for Gina Cervetti now, live with the Bloomberg Business Report from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. John, it's great to have you back with us here this morning. How you doing? Good morning, uh, Bud. Great to be with you. I'm doing great. Hope you're doing well, too. And uh, we're seeing some good gains in overseas markets this morning. Right. The uh, markets in uh, Asia up more than 1% and in Europe up about a half a percent after uh, the markets here in the States hit some new highs yesterday for the fourth day in a row. Yesterday, the Dow rose 92 points at uh, 20,503. The S&P was up nine points at 2337, and the Nasdaq up 18 at 5782. And of course, the market's always impacted, and ultimately all of us impacted by how major corporations are doing, etc. You've got some economic reports. Bloomberg's keeping a close eye on this morning, John. Yeah, that's right. Pepsi's reporting their earnings, and we have retail sales data out at 8.30. The Labor Department also gives us the Consumer Price Index, so a read on inflation, also at 8.30 Eastern Time. And then Janet Yellen uh, gets back to Congress at 10 o'clock. She resumes her two-day testimony today. Yesterday, she told the Senate panel that waiting too long to raise interest rates could disrupt financial markets. So uh, despite uh, the fact that she seems to say interest rate hikes could come sooner than later, we had another record close yesterday, though things look to be a little milder today in the markets. The Dow futures are now up 22. Uh, the S&P and NASDAQ futures are flat and uh, slightly lower. Well, here in Orlando, of course, Disney's a real powerhouse employing north of 70,000 people. So anytime you've got Disney news, uh, we are, well, all ears, as we say in Mickey's world. What have you got from the mouse this morning? Well, this involves job cuts, but they may be out in Culver City, California. Uh, three years ago, a Disney acquired uh, a company called Maker Studios, and they do uh, interactive uh, uh, videos uh, on YouTube. Uh, this was a... a, 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 a chance to serve younger audiences. They paid $700 million for the company. What they're doing now is they're folding Maker Studios into the company's consumer products and interactive media division. So in effect, this independent studio is now kind of going corporate. Uh, they've had they've been at odds with the management of this company uh, over creative issues for years. A lot of independent personalities. So now uh, Disney is folding it into its uh, bigger division. There may be some uh, job cuts out in Culver City, California, where they have a lot of talent that uh, creates these uh, right. videos and video games yep okay we appreciate the update on disney before you go uh john you know um the efforts go on uh, relentlessly in the medical world to treat and hopefully cure alzheimer's disease um we have success stories we have failures along the way and in that connection we've got an item this morning yeah, this is a tough one for medical researchers. Uh, there's been another setback. Merck, one of the biggest uh, pharmaceutical companies, is ending its study of a once-promising Alzheimer drugs. Evidently, an independent panel determined that there was virtually no chance of finding a positive clinical effect in this drug. And this comes just after three months after Eli Lilly announced its own setback. Uh, just to tell you how hard this is, the uh, disease affects 44 million people. There hasn't been a new drug for alleviating symptoms in more than a decade. Mm. And right now, there are no medicines proven to slow the condition. Boy, I'll tell you, what a puzzle Alzheimer's is. Um, appreciate the update on that. We'll, we'll find an effective treatment or cure downstream, I have no doubt. But 
not yet. John Metaxas in for Gina this morning in New York City with our Bloomberg Business Report. Great job, John. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you, bud. All right. Now, in a moment, are you looking for a little bit of good Trump-related news? Hard to find it in the mainstream media, isn't it? I've got some in not one, not two, but three Trump polls, okay? And I will share it with you in a moment. And um, you know what the media is reporting right now, and you know that there's blood in the water off the resignation of Mike Flynn. We've been talking about it. We'll talk about it more. But I want to know how you think President Trump is doing now in his fourth week and whether or not your feelings comport with the poll results you're about to get from the Bud Man. So here we go. Let's get into that on the Trump train. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic coming up here in just two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I got new Trump polls here from Fox News, Rasmussen and Gallup, okay? Rasmussen has Trump's approval rating now at 52%. For a long time during his presidency, Obama couldn't hit 50%. He went out higher than that. But for remember that. Getting to the 50% threshold was considered critical and a big deal, and he struggled to do it. Right now, we got Trump, who was way down around 40 after the election at 52% approval in the Rasmussen poll. The Gallup poll, people by dominant percentages consider this president, as they've observed him for three and a half weeks, to be a strong leader, and they like that he is keeping the promises he kept with all those executive orders. What about the Fox poll? This is really interesting. It's a little bit, uh, it's more in-depth than what I have for you on the other two. Finds the nation somewhat divided over how the president is doing. And I'd like you to be calling me and texting me and telling me um, how you would assess the Trump presidency, stormy as things have been, three and a half weeks in. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. I'll be picking up your phone calls going into our next segment here. So uh, give me a call right now and you'll have an opportunity to get in and sound off. The Fox poll shows optimism by the American people surveyed on the economy, but pessimism on the way health care is going to unfold and, uh, and mixed on, on security. And this is, um, this is interesting, too. It's a split trick when it comes to how the president's job performance is rated. 48% approve, 47% disapprove. 50% feel confident in Trump's judgment in a crisis. That's up from 43% just before the election. Um, in addition, about half the voters describe Trump as a strong leader, about 52 to 45% there. So the strong leader thing is, is, is right along the lines of what we were seeing in the Gallup poll. Now, Yaffe, here comes the coolest question of all in the Fox poll. What was more surprising to you? The way in which the New England Patriots overcame a 28-3 third-quarter deficit in the Super Bowl to defeat the Atlanta Falcons in overtime? Or Trump pulling out the election and winning it in the Electoral College? Which was more surprising to those surveyed by Fox? No contest. This is amazing to me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of how I felt on election night and how I felt when I watched the Super Bowl. Voters say Trump's win was a bigger surprise. 
more unexpected than the Patriots' comeback in the Super Bowl, and it isn't even close. 56% say more surprised it was more unexpected that Trump pulled out the election victory. 35% were more surprised by the comeback for the ages by the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Isn't that interesting? All right, the polls are in. Now I'm going to poll the smartest audience and most politically connected and astute audience in all of talk radio because I am privileged to talk to them every morning. Oh, that's you, by the way. How would you rate the Trump presidency? How do you see things unfolding from here? 407-916-5400 is my number. You can um, give us your opinion on the text line that Yaffe monitors at 236-80. Great to have you with us on WFLA News Radio 1025 FM, still on AM 540, and of course nationwide on iHeartRadio. You gotta download that iHeartRadio app. If you already have, you know how fantastic it is. The Bud Man, the Deb Meister, Yaffe at the Controls. 407 916 5400 if you'd like to talk. Text line 23680. I've given you the results of uh, three polls on the Trump presidency here Fox, Rasmussen, and Gallup. And there's some very good news for the president. Of course, you watch, you know, the mainstream media outlets here, and it's hard to find any good news about the Trump presidency. So we're kind of into that fair and balanced thing here. Yaffe, let me start with the text line and your thoughts on those poll results. And what did you think? With that creative question on the Fox poll, what was more unexpected and surprising to you, the comeback by the Patriots to win the Super Bowl or Trump pulling out the election on November 8th? You know, it's funny. The first thing I thought is I wanted to answer it. I was sitting here thinking, (laughs) I was like, which one was more surprising to me? Uh, It was interesting. I I almost think Trump winning was more surprising because I remember watching the game. I was with my mom and she's like, oh, good. The Patriots are losing. And I'm like, don't ever count out the Patriots. Don't ever count them out. So, but I, I like that question. Yeah, it was good. Yep. What, what about you? you? What What was more surprising? Um, I think it'd be pretty close. To be very honest with you, I'm a big Patriots fan, and you know, about about twenty eight three, I was about ready to say, <laughs> I, maybe they can make it respectable. But how do you win in that yeah. situation against a team like the Falcons? I remember that night on election night on November eighth. Early on, it did not look good at all. You know, and then then Florida right. comes along, North Carolina, then the blue wall up north. You know, I I don't know I. I have to tell you, um, of much greater consequence is the president. Oh, yeah, of course. No doubt about that. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty close <laughs> as a surprise for the Bud Man. Let's. Um, well, on the text line, I yeah. have a lot of people saying that uh, Trump is doing a really good job. One person says he was a never Trumper before never Trump was popular. And he says, I'm presently surprised by President Trump. I hope he doesn't let us down. I mean, pleasantly surprised. This was a never Trumper thinking that he's yeah. doing better than he thought, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Anthony, your thoughts on uh, our new president. And good morning from Kitsemi. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, good morning, bud. What do you think? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. Good morning, sir. Uh, yeah, I think Trump's doing an excellent job. Um, uh, he's doing a very, very good job. He's, uh, he's keeping his campaign promises. And if it wasn't for those activist judges in uh, in the Ninth Circuit, uh, it would be even, his ratings would be, about, be a lot better. All right. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it, Anthony. And uh, Leon, you're listening to us this morning. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch, Leon. Uh, yeah, my wife, uh, funny story, she tried to make this real quick. She was a never-Trumper. And what's causing caused her to really uh, 
turnover and, and they really like Trump is the fact that all the negativity really makes her say, okay, I'm more for Trump than anything. And I think that CNN poll, when Obama was going out, had him at 60%. I think that was another lie by them. And I, I'm really skeptical with some kind of polls, and nobody's really challenging it. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm to the point now where I have a, a jaundiced eye when I view anything coming out of CNN. You know, we, I think it's very clear we know where they're coming from. Thank you for that. I do appreciate it. Listening out in Claremont, Matt, joining the conversation on the Trump presidency three and a half weeks in. What about it, Matt? Well, he's doing a great job. But the communication, you know, we like to see him do more speeches and, and more town halls like he was doing before, because that's when people hear his message. He doesn't get heard in this uh media that we have i think we need so to get he, the likes of kellyanne and uh, kellyanne and sean need to be on the same page which they have not been yeah i mean in I, the past I like kellyanne out there yeah yeah i agree but with I you want to see i like to see him give some speeches and and some of his top people give speeches yep all right thank you for that i appreciate it matt um peter not so hot on donald trump three and a half weeks in good morning from orlando hi good morning how are you doing all right sir how are you all right yeah, right Right now, my biggest, con- I'm not hot on Donald Trump, period. And as to, especially the latest news in reference to General Flynn, mm-hmm. um, the, the fact is, based upon reports, is something that Donald Trump knew about, that Donald Trump knew about weeks ago. So that certainly concerns me. And instead mm-hmm. of being the leader of the free world, to me, he's nothing but a puppet to Putin. Because he has yet to come out and make a statement, a statement in relationship with what's taking what Russia is doing on the East Coast. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, we got a warship 700 miles or 70 miles off our East Coast right now. You know, the Russians are, you know, they're running a test on the Trumps, the Trump regime right now. They do that all the time. It's, that's who they are. It's what they do. You'll see that kind of stuff going on with China, et cetera. Appreciate the calls. Wish we could do more. But we need to move ahead. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Wednesday at the top of the 7 o'clock hour as we bring you the very latest on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning Did Trump staffers have contact with Russian officials? And the Coast Guard suspends the search for a missing plane. We'll have the details in one minute. And anti Trump protesters at Disney putting pressure on Disney's big boss. The story next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Wednesday morning at 7.03 on News Radio 1025. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov is denying reports of phone calls intercepted by the New York Times between Russian intelligence officials and members of Donald Trump's presidential campaign. The Times reported that the Russians made contact with Paul Manafort, Remember that name briefly served as Trump's campaign chairman? Peskov says the reports, quote, are not based on any facts, do not point to actual facts, end quote. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Coast Guard says it has suspended its search for a missing plane and its three passengers in the Gulf South of Cedar Key. They did find the body of a male within the search area. It's not confirmed yet, though, if it's one of the three people missing after their single-engine plane failed to arrive at Cedar Key Sunday afternoon. The Coast Guard's Michael DeNice says some debris, however, has been located. Coast Guard and partner agencies did find things in the debris area. Um, in our search pattern. Uh, those things were a seat cushion, uh, there was a headset, 
uh, flight manual, mm-hmm. and we do believe that those are part of the belongings on that plane. 65-year-old Jasper Durrells, his 17-year-old son, and 60-year-old Way Singletary took off from Brookville Airport on Sunday morning, bound for Cedar Key. Meanwhile, the search for a Georgia man who went overboard during a cruise ship stop in the Bahamas has been called off. The Coast Guard station in Miami canceled its search at sundown last night for the 24-year-old man who fell off the Jacksonville to Nassau Carnival elation Monday near Abacow. The man's demise falling off the ship was captured on ship surveillance video. Oh, my. Yeah, and after a 24-hour delay, speaking of cruise ships, the Majesty of the Seas cruise ship finally, finally left Port Canaveral at 5 p.m. yesterday, bound for the Bahamas. The ship with around 3,000 very frustrated passengers on board was forced to stay at its berth when the Coast Guard found worn-out life jackets on board during an inspection. Royal Caribbean is refunding 25% of the cost of the cruise to passengers and offering a 25% discount on a future cruise. I was wondering if they were going to give them a break. Yeah. Good PR move. Glad they did that. Smart move on their part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. In local news, a teenager arrested in a lake is up to his neck in not water, but trouble. 19-year-old Travis Johnson of Orlando was arrested yesterday after hitting two teenage pedestrians with his truck in Orange County, then fleeing the scene on foot and trying to hide in the lake. Highway Patrol says the truck Johnson was driving was stolen, and the tags on the truck were also stolen from another car. In addition, Johnson already had a warrant out for his arrest. And finally, younger millennial drivers are riskier than everyone else on the road, even teenagers. Listen up, Yaffe, this is you. That's in a new report out today from the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety that found that drivers ages 19 to 24, oh, he's just a little too old for that now. But he's still a millennial. Kind of. He's 30. Sort of. Not really. He's way too responsible and conscientious. Oh, he has <laughs> sold you a yeah. bill of goods. Oh, he is a on. closet wild man when he's away from here. Yeah. No, there's, 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 there's. All, a... all I know is out of the three of us, I think I'm the best driver. I'm just saying. You've never out seen me three... drive. I have seen you drive. When I get him already here, when you get here, my car's in I, the parking lot. I used to, I've seen you. I've been in the car with you. And it was frightening, wasn't it? It, it was a little scary. <laughs> and Deb, I don't even want to get in the car with you. I so. was about to say, I will turn both hairs, I will turn both your heads completely white before <laughs> yeah. we get on the ramp to I-4. Leadfoot Roberts is a legend. Oh, live on. Go hard or go anyway, home. Anyway, what about the millennial drivers? Well, the drivers, 19 to 24 years old, turns out they text and email almost twice as much, twice as much while on the road than any other age group. What's he doing right now sitting in mm-hmm. the control room? He's texting, mm-hmm. and he's got his nose buried uh, in the in the smartphone. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, was going to send you an email, bud, but I guess <laughs> I won't now. <laughs> now it's going to start very, affecting very, your Very important bud. email I was about to send Uh-oh. you. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, right. I can drive this show and text yes, and email at the same time. And you know what? Give me five minutes and I can drive this show into the ground. <laughs> yes. That takes skill. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's happened several times. <laughs> Give me some breaking news, please. I'm not sure that's a bulletin. <laughs> All right. Well, back to the uh, millennial drivers, aged 19 to 24. If you've got these folks at home, parents, uh, keep an eye out for them. They also have higher rates of running red lights and speeding. Of course, other drivers aren't exactly innocent. Drivers ages 25 to 39, which is Michael Yaffe's group, are the second most dangerous group. There are some bad drivers in my generation. There are bad drivers in every generation. 
You know that yeah. saying? You know, growing old is mandatory, growing up is voluntary. <laughs> WFLA News Time at 7.08. Hey, read about Harrison Ford almost crashing his plane into a passenger jet. He needs to get grounded. I mean, he's supposed to be a great private pilot, but he's having all kinds of trouble. He almost got killed a couple of years ago. Yeah, he did. And it's almost happened again. Online now. Get that story at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 1025. I mean, if he goes, who's going to play an 80-year-old Indiana Jones? I mean, come on. Seriously. we got to keep him ready for the next flick. That would be <laughs> catastrophe on a global scale. There you go. Absolutely right. We're here on Good Morning Orlando with you from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Catch us nationwide on iHeartRadio. So what about all these anti-Trump Disney protesters at one of the entrances to the theme park complex last night? What are they up to? Well, they are trying to put pressure on their big boss, Bob Iger, Trump-related. I'll tell you what's going on here, and you know what? They just might have a willing ear. In a moment, that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So they had a uh, protest outside one of the entrances to the Disney World complex last night. They had organize, they had groups and people from outfits like Organize Florida and the Council for Popular Democracy Action. These are all liberal organizations. It's kind of the Obama community organizer thing, okay? And of course, they don't like Trump. They're also angry. At Disney CEO, these are Disney workers, by the way, and a lot of union workers as well. They're mad at um, CEO Bob Iger because he is a member of a Trump um, advisory council, along with a lot of CEOs from major companies, and they want him to resign from that. Now, in the middle of the protest, uh, this interview with Disney cast member and union member with Local 737, that's housekeeping, food and beverage workers at the Disney complex. Here was Angie McKinnon. You know, and I listened to her here, and I know she's 100% sincere, but man, she just, she's off the rails and, in my opinion, just doesn't really understand what the president's trying to do in this country. I think that for Iger to be on Trump's advisory board, some of the policies that our president has put into place or is still trying to put in place goes totally against Disney's values. Disney is a very diverse company. And again, some of the policies uh, that are racist policies, that, that it affects the workers that are at Walt Disney World. The most concerned policies is that it started with the Muslim ban. It could move to other races. And, and again, there's, there's a lot of Muslims that work for the company. And like I said, it's a very diverse company. And for these bands to go in place, it doesn't allow the families to be able to come and and live a a better life in in the United States like my family does. No terrorist threat at all. Immigrants ought to be able to come, whether they're legal, whether they are not. What are these racist policies? The Muslim ban? It's a temporary ban only until we get more sophisticated vetting that we don't have these seven countries where they can't vet who's coming here and have a radical Islamic terrorist component within them. That's the reality. 
We are trying to keep a bomb going from going off in the Magic Kingdom, Angie. Don't you understand that? Of course not. So they want Iger to leave this Trump advisory council. It's the president's strategic and policy forum, um, and uh, he got appointed to the panel it's about uh, 15 president and former major corporate leaders, okay? Um, I have to tell you in a moment, based on Iger's politics, it's possible that he might actually pull out. He already missed one meeting here, claimed he had a good excuse. But this guy is a big donor to the Democrat Party and its causes and was a big backer of Hillary Clinton and gave privately the maximum amount of money that election law permitted him to do. You know, so he's very, very definitely a lib himself, Bob Iger. Yaffe and I have a couple of um, perspectives on this, and if Iger quits the Trump Advisory Council, Economic Advisory Council here, what would the fallout be? I'll tell you what, I think it might be substantial, and I think that's why Iger might double-clutch before he bails on the president. 407-916-5400. We'll flesh all of that out here in a moment. If you want to give us your take, obviously you are always welcome. We do the show for you and our text line, 23680. Iger's in an interesting bind here. His politics would suggest, sure... You know, I'll separate myself from anything Trump-related. I am with you, liberal activist, because he has been a champion of liberal causes, major donor to the Democrat Party for years, and a major donor and backer of Hillary Clinton's failed campaign for the presidency. The bind is this. Millions of Trump supporters, if he does this, may well react by saying, I'll take my business somewhere other than to your high-priced theme parks, Mr. Iger. See the NFL for notes. Kaepernick and company kneeling and showing disrespect for the national anthem. I think the ratings were down like 8%. It hit the NFL in the pocketbook. The same thing could happen, and that's why Iger may not do it. But there are other angles on this story, and I think that Lance is about to identify one of them. You're on with us here from Orlando, Lance. Go ahead. Hey, bud. How's it going? Great, sir. How are you? Good. I I mean, at this point, I can't help but laugh at these Trump-hating liberals because, I mean, now they're just stepping on their own feet. With him being on... Trump's advisory board and being pronounced as a liberal, he can speak for the liberals. Let me bring Yaffe exactly in on that. Exactly what I was saying to Bud yep. earlier. Exactly. That's a that's a great point. And and isn't that what they want? They want their voice heard. So now they're taking that, trying to take that away. That's what they say they want. How you have, you guys you have to understand this. When you have Trump derangement syndrome, like these people do, and so many others around this country right now, rational thinking goes right out the door. Yeah, and then they'll be complaining about it in six weeks. Yep, absolutely right. Good take on that, Lance. Yeah, it just that? it just amazes me. I mean, you would think you have a voice in the White House now who could help you as a Disney worker, and you're trying to silence that voice. I mean, it's crazy to me. I think the bottom line with the shareholders has got to be Disney attendance at the theme parks, and I think I think Iger would not bail on his own 
Um, and he's know. not even someone who agrees with Trump's policies. Even if you disagree with his policies, right. exactly. why not have a voice? But there would be a there would be a there would be a backlash. I know the Trump supporters. Yeah. There would be. We saw it in the NFL. We, we we saw exactly that 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 same sort of thing. You know, and um, we'll see how how it all. Um, how it all plays out. By the way, someone made a great point on the text line saying none of these people protested when Disney was um, bringing in immigrants through H-1B-1 visas and then getting rid of American jobs that way. You're right. Where were the doggone protesters then? That is a terrific point. Yeah, and that's something uh, Trump is trying to limit. It's something Trump's trying to change to protect Disney workers, and they're trying to, and they're protesting Trump. So, Do we have the smartest audience in talk radio or what? You know, it's not just something we say. It's proven every single day. Um, you are the heart and soul of the show and the collective wisdom, I think, that, that comes out of a good, a good conversation, not only with those of us with microphones, but those of you on the other end picking up the phone or, the, or getting on the text line. Sometimes I think it's just pretty awesome. I hope you agree. I guess you do or you wouldn't be here, right? you got a lot of other choices on the radio. Steps alongside me here as we bring you Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Big news, more Flynn fallout. Yes, there is. The White House says former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn's error was not that he discussed U.S. sanctions with Russia's ambassador to the U.S. before the presidential inauguration, but that he denied it for weeks. White House officials say that just six days into his presidency, Donald Trump was told that Flynn had misled Vice President Mike Pence about his contacts with Russia. Flynn resigned Monday. Yeah, we got into this big time off the top at 6 o'clock. For those of you who are not with us, we're going to revisit the topic, and there are many angles to it in the aftermath of the resignation of Mike Flynn as National Security Advisor right here at 8 o'clock, Deb. All right, well, this news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Before you get to that in the 8 o'clock hour, bud, let's have a little bit of fun at someone else's expense. Oh, I'm always up for that. A Texas family is saying goodbye to a loved one, but in a rather unflattering way. Really? They wrote a scathing obituary for 75-year-old Leslie Ray Popeye Charping. And what they say, he lived, quote, 29 years longer than expected and much longer than he deserved. Hmm. Chirping's children say they were, quote, relieved when the Galveston man died. The obituary got so many hits, in fact, it even crashed the KHOU-TV Houston website. (laughs) The family wrote that Chirping's hobbies included being abusive to family members, harming family pets, and failing to contribute to society or serving his community. The obituary concludes that Chirping was both, quote, evil and a horse's posterior. Wow. I've heard of, you know, don't kick them when they're down. This is like, don't kick them when, when they're dead. They're, yeah, <laughs> kick them when they're six feet under. Boy, this guy must have been a really bad dude. I was just about to say that. And yeah. It's probably a lot worse than even when the obituary says. Can you imagine how bad someone must have been in life for the family to be willing to write an obituary? I still want to kind of investigate for murder. I think (laughs) I'm a little suspicious now Hmm. of that death. That's a very good point, Mr. Yappy. I hadn't (laughs) thought about that. And finally this morning, did you have a good Valentine's Day, bud man? Oh, yeah, absolutely right. Lynn and I went out. The only restaurant, a reservation we could get where we wanted to go was 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So we're eating eating Valentine's dinner at 4 o'clock. I mean, just something just seems pathetic about that. But we had a great, great time together. That's all that matters. We had a great time.
How about and she you, got Mike a Yaffe? nice surprise Did yesterday she? morning oh, yes. when I went to work, and she finally got up. She had her flowers and her chocolates and a nice card from her guy, and wow. I'm her guy for 45 years. That's right. That's right. Anyway. Do you really want to know? Yes, I do. I uh, had Taco Bell and uh, rented a movie. All right. And enjoyed it very much. Thank you. Well, there you go. There is <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Actually, my mom did give me Sherry's Berries. Oh, really? Which are good. Yes. Oh, very good. Well, that's cool. My so man, it, Chris Carson, got me flowers, took me out to dinner. He's well. a good guy. He is a very good guy. He is. He is. And, uh, you know, but don't feel down, Mike Yaffe, because Valentine's Day isn't just busy for flower shops and card retailers. You know, Hallmark isn't the only place that's cranking a lot. Turns out, it's not surprising the days around Valentine's would keep private investigators busy. When both spouse and lover want attention and affection, what's Mm -hmm. a busy Casanova to do, right? Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. That's easy to slip up. But that's not why investigators are busy. Lately, the ones who hire them aren't spouses who fear they're being cheated on, but those who are doing the cheating. Uh, wow, that must put the private investigator in a very not at all ethical they bind. They say like ninety percent of their business is all about this now, and what it is is bug sweeping. What? Because lovers no longer need a professional's help to snoop. You don't need to hire a PI. What there is are, bug sweeping? Well, there are plenty of DIY, uh, DIY tools available. Bug sweeping is this. If Do you it yourself, access, you mean. Exactly. Right. Well, if you have access to your partner's smartphone, Bud, does Linda have a smartphone? Oh, yeah. All right. You would have access to her calls, her texts, her emails, mm-hmm. her pictures, her online banking, and even their location. Thank you, Find My Friends, or other apps like Caller Smart, Reverse Lookup, M Couple, Couple Tracker. What keeps PIs busy these days is bug sweeping, looking for electronic eavesdropping equipment, because these days they're cheap, effective, and inconspicuous. Wow. The last nail in the coffin of personal privacy in this in this country. There is none left, right? Yeah. Really. And 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 sometimes maybe that's maybe that's what's deserved, but it just scares me how, how right now, I mean, we're just we, we, scared- we're, we're leaving an electronic trail everywhere we go we're being watched everywhere we go and the other thing too is that you know a lot of these really cheap eavesdropping materials out there they're made in russia and china who's to say they don't slip something else in that device you thought was cheap and you could get at your front door in a few days and find out if your how your husband or your wife is cheating on you here's a crazy idea though uh don't cheat on your spouse yeah, is that that's a concept? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Good. a concept. Then you don't have to worry about any of this stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, it's kind of like the same thing with with weight loss. Just simple doesn't mean easy. It just means simple. Gotcha. Think Dead about moisture. it. Got it. Well, you know, it's a billion dollar industry wrapped around losing weight. Yeah. When the answer has always been eat less, exercise more. Simple, not easy. The Deb Meister. Words with of our wisdom. News. Absolutely right. I'm, I'm words telling of you something. What, words of something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be back with the news whenever it breaks. Top of the hour as well. My partner and co-host here, along with Yaffe in the control room, and we are glad you are with us here. Uh, we're nationwide on iHeartRadio. Download that iHeartRadio app. You will absolutely love it. The Daily Sound Judgment Game. Nice prize as always. And, hey, Michael, you've been checking that prize closet. What you got? 
Uh, today, we got a four-pack of passes to see The Great Wall before it hits theaters this Friday, February 17th. It's one of, a, it's one of mankind's greatest wonders, 1,700 years to build, 5,500 miles long. What were they trying to keep out? On February 17th, discover the secret of The Great Wall. Legendary Pictures and Universal Pictures presents Matt Damon and the epic adventure of the new year, The Great Wall. In theaters, Real D, 3D, and IMAX, rated PG-13. All right, that's what we're playing for, advance passes to that brand new movie everybody's talking about. Are you ready to go? 407-916-5400 if you want to play, and that's the number if somebody gets a wrong answer and we open it up for you to get in and win. Listen now to the words of a key newsmaker. Then use your sound judgment to tell me who this is talking. I stand with you as a citizen a veteran, a patriot, but more important, as an American, to tell you, to tell you that the destructive pattern of putting the interests of other nations ahead of our own will end when Donald Trump is president. Who is that newsmaker talking? Line two, take your best guess. Is that Michael Flynn? It is. We don't hear him much these days, and now we're not going to hear him much at all, apparently. The uh, just-ousted former uh, national security advisor, he was at the Republican National Convention making that speech. I wasn't sure that people would be able to pick that voice out, because, again, we just don't hear him very frequently. Good job on the sound judgment game. You've won the movie passes right off the top. Hey, thanks a lot, bud. Appreciate it. Hey, we're excited to have you on the show and to play the game and to win it. Um... Well done. I want to write you a little note of congratulations to accompany the tickets. How do I do that? What's your first name? Derek. D-E-R-E-K. D-E-R-E-K. And where are you calling from this morning, Derek? Kissimmee. Yep. Okay. Good deal. It's on its way right after you talk off air with Michael, okay, and make those arrangements to get the prize? Thank you so much. Outstanding. And there we go. Derek is our winner. Yaffe, I thought we might go a little longer on that one again, just because it's not a voice. We see him a lot, but we don't hear him a lot. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have got it right. Yeah, uh, he, He's not the greatest speaker either, I don't think. Passionate. He's okay. And patriotic. Well, no, I didn't say that. He's not necessarily a great speaker. Yeah. But I'll, I mean, tell, you, I'll, yeah, tell, you, I'll tell you, that speech played really great, particularly when he started saying, lock her up, lock her up, you know, <laughs> and everybody went crazy at the RNC yes. convention about yes. Hillary. You know, that, that was Mike Flynn. Anyway, there we are, and uh, Derek is our winner. Up next, a voice everybody recognizes, the one and only Rush Limbaugh here. Comes in noon to 3 on WFLA, and he has the daily um, Rush morning update. Always compelling stuff right here in this half hour of Good Morning Orlando. And Rush is next. Good morning, Orlando. It's Wednesday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. Glad you've checked in with us here at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. Just in time for Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning Did Trump staffers have contact with Russian officials? And say hello to the new inductees in the Astronaut Hall of Fame. We'll have the details in one minute. And off the resignation of Mike Flynn, have we just had a political assassination in America? And might more be in the offing? Next on Good Morning Orlando. 
Happy Hump Day. It's 802 on News Radio 1025. The White House says President Trump knew for weeks that National Security Advisor Michael Flynn had misled them about his Russian contacts. Spokesman Sean Spicer says Trump was informed in late January that Flynn didn't tell Vice President Mike Pence the whole truth about his conversations with the Russian ambassador to the U.S. A spokesman for Pence says he found out Flynn had been misleading him after news reports surfaced last week. Flynn quit Monday after the president asked for his resignation. The leading Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee says Trump only moved against Flynn because of news media attention. Congressman Adam Schiff of California says the reason the administration lost faith in General Flynn only recently, when they knew for weeks that he'd been lying, was that it became public. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. In the meantime, the Pentagon confirms Russian military aircraft buzzed a U.S. destroyer in the Black Sea last week, the first such flyby during the Trump presidency. The Pentagon said three jets and a twin-engine sub-hunter flew at the USS Porter at high speeds February 10th in an unsafe and unprofessional maneuver. A military spokesman said the aircraft did not respond to radio calls. Russian aircraft have a track record of buzzing U.S. Navy vessels for the past three years. Out west, people living downstream from a broken dam in Oroville, California, can return home finally. The Butte County Sheriff said evacuating nearly 200,000 people living near the Oroville Dam was the right call, while authorities took action to reduce the level of the lake. The mandatory evacuation orders have since been reduced to an evacuation warning, meaning they could be forced to evacuate again if the risk increases. Storms in the area could start as soon as today, though, and last through the weekend, so the danger is not done. In local news, a troubling theft has police changing their behavior. An AR-15 assault rifle was stolen yesterday morning from Orlando police officers unmarked cruiser in Baldwin Park. The gun was locked in a container, but police are not saying if the car was locked. The theft now has police under orders to take all guns out of their cars after they're done with their shifts. And this also follows the recent theft of another AR-15 assault rifle from an OPD officer's unmarked car. Shuttle veterans Mike Fole and Elaine Ochoa are the most recent inductees into the Astronaut Hall of Fame. The announcement came this week from former astronaut and current chair of the Astronaut Scholarship Foundation, Dan uh, Dan Brandenstein. He noted that Ochoa was still working for NASA in an executive capacity. She's also, uh, since uh, January of 2013, has served as the director of the Johnson Space Center. Uh, She's the first Hispanic director and the second female to uh, hold that position. The ceremony ushering the two into the Astronaut Hall of Fame takes place during a weekend ceremony and gala taking place May 19th and 20th. And finally, this year's winner at the Westminster Dog Show is a German Shepherd named Rumor. At the 141st Annual Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show, the German Shepherd Dog. Rumor! Rumor wins best in show. Rumor has it. People take their dogs seriously. The five-and-a-half-year-old female shepherd from Edgerton, Wisconsin, won Best in Show last night. Nearly 2,800 dogs competed this year at the 141st Westminster Dog Show. What makes this interesting is that she was uh, someone's couch potato just last year. She had lost to a German short-haired pointer that you'll now see in TV commercials. Really? You told me most of the time small dogs win this thing. This was the first hurting win for Best in Show at Westminster since 1987. Wow. There's bias against big dogs. No, but, you know, I don't know what it is. It just always seems like it's you're always your small to medium-sized dogs win and your big 
hurting working group just never seem to win best in show. They might win best in their group, yeah, but they don't win best in show. That was a magnificent animal. I saw she the video. Really was. Absolutely great. And yep. she is named after the Adele song "Rumor Has It." So as you hear really? "Rumor Has that. It" playing cool. whenever they talk about uh, "Rumor the Dog." It's because that's what she was named after. Came out of retirement, showed that young pup how it's done. You know, it would be great if you talked a little bit about um, the, the dog show uh, on your Animal House show this Sunday afternoon here. That's I a good idea. I think people would like to hear about that. That's you know, a good and, idea. And get their take on, on how, how these awards go down and whether some breeds are favored over others, et cetera. You're on 3 to 4 every Sunday afternoon Animal House yes, right here. Yes, I am. On WFLA. And if you're available, you're more than welcome to join us. I'll be on vacation. Oh. I'll be with you in spirit. That's right. I'll be with you on vacation. <laughs> It's going to be a repeat Sunday. <laughs> Wait a Oh, I see. Wait a minute. <laughs> the butt man just, wow, did you get scared there for well, a I, second? Well, yeah, I, I don't know do exactly that what that's you. all about. Holy smokes. I hadn't, we hadn't planned on the Debmeister coming along on vacation. How can I sell that to Linda? I'm not sure this is going to work. I probably not. I'll have my people get back to your people. Have your people call my people. And in the meantime, <laughs> I'll let everyone know WFLA news time at 808. No, it will not be a repeat. And you can watch as a distracted beagle. Charms the crowd at Westminster came up with her own uh, her her own course online now at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 1025, this is Good Morning Orlando. The Dev Meister and the Bud Man and Yaffe in the control room and screening calls today. Michael, 407-916-5400 in the aftermath of the ouster of Mike Flynn. I mean, was this really a political assassination here? Is that what this amounts to? Was this really a, the beginning of a soft coup against key players in the Trump regime to bring this presidency down? We're going to talk about it. Our text line, 23680. We're coming to you from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com and catch us nationwide on iHeartRadio. Download that iHeartRadio app. It is phenomenal. All right, we're getting into the aftermath of um of the Mike Flynn resignation. Flynn fallout just ahead and your calls and texts welcome. Lots of angles on this and we'll get right to it. That in Orlando's news weather and traffic in fact in only two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'll say what I said yesterday. Mike Flynn had to go as national security advisor. You can't have a trust issue with somebody in that absolutely critically important position, particularly in this age of terrorism and with a the likes of actors like Russia and China, always causing mischief. Um, and when he lied to Vice President Pence, they had to go. It's as simple as that. All right? However, the way he was disposed of is what is deeply troubling. Some are calling this the start of a soft coup. Some are calling what happened to Flynn a political assassination and saying get ready for them to come after the likes of Bannon and Conway in the White House. And ultimately, the mission, the goal, is to take down and take out the President of the United States one way or another. Who is they? It's interesting, Yaffe. You just caught a very good description of exactly where I'm headed now on the issue of who are we talking about responsible for the demise of Mike Flynn. I know the best way I've heard it put um, came from Fox News last night. Brett Baer actually said sources fear the intelligence industrial complex going against Trump. 
Eisenhower reminded us and warned us as he left the presidency in the late 50s of the military-industrial complex. This is a play off that. And here is what we have. Now, there were calls between Flynn and the Russian ambassador, maybe some other Russian operatives as well, and they are routinely monitored by our intelligence agencies. The issue is then, it is verboten to leak them to the public through the press, but that is exactly what was done here. And 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 these are unseen, unelected intelligence community workers, part of the federal bureaucracy. And um and 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 this is what is this is what is absolutely dangerous to this republic. Um because you don't know who these people are. They are shadowy figures. Uh, nobody elected them to their position, and the idea that they would break all of the rules and leak this stuff out to the public through the media, through the through the press, is is just incredible. And and you have you have this you have this broad based effort. It's not just the Democrats. There are a lot of Republicans who can't stand this president, want to delegitimize him and destroy him. There isn't any question about it. And you've got a lot of people in the federal bureaucracy called Deep State who have been there forever, are going to be there until they die or retire with their cushy benefits, who like the world just the way it is. And they don't like Donald Trump shaking it up. And they are willing to do anything, even compromise the national security of this country in which they live, and that they are supposed to serve by publicizing through the media, which is only too happy to do their part in destroying the Trump presidency, just putting the stuff out there that is never supposed to be made public. The monitoring of phone calls like this, which in of itself is generally routine. Yeah, it's pretty worrisome. I mean, I've even seen people and articles of people who don't like Flynn, what think that he needed to go, but still say this is kind of worrisome. This isn't exactly right. Intelligence agencies, they're kind of crossing a line here. Oh, I think they really are. And uh, Trump, Trump talked about it in his tweet. Remember this? The real story here is why are there so many illegal leaks coming out of Washington? Will these leaks be happening as ideal in North Korea, et cetera? This is dangerous, potentially deadly dangerous for this kind of thing to go on. But there are those who believe Bloomberg writes a compelling article about it in the Bloomberg News Service. This was a political assassination of Mike Flynn, and there may well be more to follow when top team members of the Trump administration and the ultimate goal will be to take down, to take out, President Donald Trump, however they need to do it. That's what I think we are facing here. And I was wrong yesterday when I told you I thought that the uh, resignation of Mike Flynn might ultimately be a blip on the scope and we'd move ahead, somebody else plugged into the position, and that would be it. Investigations by uh, both parties in Congress are already ongoing about this. What is it they, they call it in Fox? The, the intelligence the industrial complex. This is frightening stuff, folks. That's my take on it. What's yours? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. Yeah, all right, we've... um. 
We've looked at the uh, fallout from the ouster of Mike Flynn here. He did have to go. He lied to the vice president. There was a huge trust issue here. He tried to cover it up. Um, But now we are seeing this shadowy intelligence community that feels all so free to publicize through the media classified conversations between Flynn and Russians and the Russians, the ambassador, etc., and that is not to be done. Um, so, you know, th- th- this is very, very sinister stuff. And I don't think this stops with Mike Flynn. Let's go to a veteran on the line listening to the Bud Man and Company from Orlando. David, welcome to the program. Good morning, Bud, and I uh, hope that you have a wonderful vacation. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to be, be away for just a week or so, but Yaffe will be here. Mark Logos will be hosting, so you're going to be in very, very good hands. Now, let's One, talk about the Mike Flynn situation as you see it. Yes, Bud. I've been doing some reflecting and objectively, and I'm ex-military, Navy. Navy. Uh, my wife and I both, she served Navy and Army, and uh, I have a couple of family members who work intelligence. My son just finished basic training for the Army and is in AIT and uh, – in Georgia, Augusta. Terrific. Uh, for for, for um, some training uh, in tactical programming. And I don't understand how – I voted for Donald Trump, my wife and I. And I don't understand how at what point do we hold these people accountable who, vote, who we voted for, even if we like them. When Flynn lied, he lied, period. There would be nothing to leak if he didn't lie. And Trump, you know, I, I mean, God bless him, but – he, he, he kills himself by saying he loves leaks. He loves WikiLeaks. And all of a sudden now he hates leaks. And there are, you know, intelligence is after him. When so he so what, is, what is your basic bottom line on all of this, David? The bottom line is Trump's administration, as, this, as unorganized as it is, is creating its own drama. There would be nothing to report if they had their crap in order. And unfortunately, you have people who are stuck in in their own bubble. I understand what you're talking about, David, and thank you and for your service to our country and the wonderful work that your kid's doing as well, Um, uh, your son. uh, Listen, uh, I I can understand your frustration. Uh, It it has been, I think, a a rocky, disjointed start to the the, uh, Trump administration here. Um, But I, I have confidence that they will straighten it out. But I'm telling you, there are sinister forces afoot to try to undo this presidency. Here is Brian weighing in on all of this in the wake of the resignation of Mike Flynn. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you doing, bud? Fine, and you, sir? I'm doing all right. Um, I want to be the first to call and say you were right. I remember during the election, I was pounding my chest, and a lot were pounding their chest over all the leaks that were coming out against Hillary, left and right, front and center, and everyone's like, no, that shouldn't be brought into the public eye. And you said specifically, just because this is happening on one end, it's going to happen on the other soon. Everyone stop pounding their chest. It's going to bring itself back the other way. You you recall my words better than I do, Brian. And I was very ignorant thinking, yeah, there's nothing they're doing behind the scene that's going to bite them in the butt. And unfortunately, it is politics. And now what's happening is what happened during the DNC to the DNC is now happening to Trump internally. And it's unfortunate. But I'm, it kind of just made me step back and realize 
you were you were right. You when you mm-hmm. said it's going to come, it's going to swing back and happen to the Republicans. You no, know, here we are, but it, thank you, Brian. But it's much more than politics here. We're talking about national security issues here, and there are some things that need to forgive. And it's not a pun. Trump politics. All right, you know Americans need to pull together in the face of opposition that we face around the world. And, uh, and, and, and there are some people for whom the end justifies any means, and the end for too many is the destruction of the Trump presidency before it ever really begins. 407-916-5400, if you've got something more to say, text line 23680. Or am, am I over-dramatizing what I see here in the wake of the forced resignation of Mike Flynn? Do we have a soft coup going on? Are there going to be more of what are now called by some political assassinations? And Mike Flynn was the first, perhaps, of many more? 407-916-5400. How do you see it? Jeff joining us right now with uh, more on our hot topic of this hour, fallout from the resignation of National Security Advisor Mike Flynn. Trump campaign officials reportedly had contact with Russia in the year leading up to the November election. Sources tell the New York Times that intelligence agencies intercepted calls and obtained phone records showing contact between Trump campaign aides and other associates and Russian intelligence officials, but... They found no evidence the campaign was colluding with the Russians. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Your bucket list might consist of skydiving, taking a dream vacation, or buying that fancy car. Bud, do you have a bucket list? You take skydiving off that list, and that would be mine. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. I want to go to the Alamo. You want to go to the Alamo? Yeah, in uh, Dealey Plaza in Texas. Lynn and I plan to do that sometime this year. All right, excellent. I want to uh, go see the Redwoods. In California. I've done that. It's fantastic. Oh, there's so many things on my bucket list. But one Dallas girl's list is very unique, bud. The 10-year-old Texan's list made it to Twitter thanks to her brother and her own creativity. I got to give her props for this. Included among her top 10 things to do are eating a hammerhead shark, a snake, and a bear. Eating them? Eating them. (sighs) Well, she lives in Texas. Also on the list or win a Taco Bell Dorito taco eating contest, get a pet koala, (laughs) sit in an empty room for an hour. As a parent of any 10-year-old can tell you, that is near impossible. And stay asleep for 24 hours. How old is this bucket lister? She is 10 years old. Well, you can't have a bucket list when you're 10. Why not? Can you? Sure. Isn't that kind of you do the bucket list when you're running out of time? Well, when you're older, the I didn't goal know that. is that's the way the movie was, right? Well, a couple exactly. of old guys. Well, you do it before you kick the bucket, but doesn't you know? You do it now. There's no age limit on it. <laughs> okay. If okay. she's ten, that does seem a little young, but if she wants to eat a hammerhead shark, gentlemen, let her eat a hammerhead shark. I, I, I will not get in the way. Yeah, no, I don't like that one. Actually, I don't like that. All right, police in Canada aren't trying to cushion charges. Against two men who rode through a McDonald's drive-thru on a couch. <laughs> Sorry. I don't understand. What's, what's the problem here? <laughs> I'm with you, Mike. Where's the issue? <laughs> it's on wheels and it's got a motor. All right. But police in New Brunswick say they spotted the couch being towed by an ATV through the restaurant's drive-thru. As police arrived, the ATV driver, obviously a close, close friend, left the couch and fled. And officers arrested the two stranded couch passengers. 
couchsurfing ride was over, police say, I know you're going to find this shocking, they were intoxicated. But what's the crime? Riding the couch through the drive through It's not an approved motor vehicle. But it was, wasn't, I mean. It was being towed. I mean, shouldn't the driver towing the couch be the one who's arrested? I know. That's, you can't tow a couch now? Is that <laughs> that? That's illegal now? I'm just. This uh, is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> It just seems like they. But what's I mean, the crime? Re- reclining while intoxicated? I mean, what are we talking about here? <laughs> Crazy. That's not a crime. That's a holiday. Where do you get this stuff? I can't tell you. It's just endless. It really it is. It just rolls out of the dub, my <laughs> That's why we love her. You never know what's coming. We get all the serious news covered magnificently well, and then you Crazy. just never know. <laughs> exactly. She's Crazy. the best. My partner and co-host, Deborah Roberts, with us here every morning here from 6 until 9. And Yaffe in the control room, Michael screening calls. We have more on the Flynn fallout and all the angles that we've opened up here this morning for your consideration. So we'll get to that here in just a moment. And we will update, of course, Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on News Radio 102.5 WFLA. Some of the more callers on the Flynn fallout um, and all the angles of it we've been exploring this morning. And the text line, Yaffe, let's check that incoming, shall we? At 23680, folks. Yes, and I'm actually getting a lot of different opinions on this with the whole Michael Flynn thing. Uh, one person said he's just getting sick of watching TV news because all they do is bash Trump. It's just become a bash Trump thing, and they think this has a lot to do with it. Another person thinks that um, the, the leakers should be investigated and possibly imprisoned. If they're doing the leaking, I know that there are congressional committees in both parties who are, um, you know, launching investigations now. And that point is well taken. What else do you see? Well, another person disagrees with that, though. He says the fact is we need to be able to know that our intelligence is working on our behalf. If Michael Flynn did something wrong, he should be punished for it. And so is not as upset at the leakers. However, having said that, Ed is joining us on the phone from Titusville. Go ahead, Ed. I think you're making a relevant point um, uh, coming off that text message. Go ahead, Ed. Yes, good morning. But uh, I served 25 years in the military. I handle classified reverse virtually every day of my career. But it would have been unthinkable for me to leak any of that information, and especially uh, uh, private conversations between generals and, and people overseas. What this is, bud, is this is a smokescreen. They want to take out Trump and those around him. That's all that this is. These, these Democrats are lawbreakers. They're liars. They'll do anything to take him down. And I hope that we can stand firm, call our congressman. I'm going to personally call Lindsey Graham, these other weak-kneed, spineless guys, and tell them that they better unite behind their president. Do you know I heard somebody yesterday seriously pitching Lindsey Graham to replace Mike Flynn as national security advisor and I'm, I'm telling you, I was driving and I was pounding my fist on the radio. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's what we're up against, bud. That's yep. what we're up against. Yep, we absolutely from, are. Yep, thank from you. From our own party. Yeah, again, it's not all Democrats here. You know, exactly. I mean, it is unseen intelligence bureaucrats, you know, um, who have an axe to grind with Trump. They don't like him. They don't like what he stands for. They don't like the changes that he wants to make. And um, and they're willing to do anything to them. The ends uh, justify the means. 
and 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 I think we may well have had, as Bloomberg News wrote, a political assassination in Mike Flynn, and there may be more to come. I think they're coming after Bannon. I think they're coming after Kellyanne and company, Reince Priebus, who I think is going to be on thin ice sooner than later, and uh, and ultimately the goal is to destroy the presidency of Donald Trump. You agree? Exactly, but just imagine if people in our military started disobeying orders from their commander-in-chief. Yeah. Exactly. You're right. And and leaking classified information, which you said you never would do in your 25 years there, is in fact illegal. It is a crime. There's nothing that Mike Flynn did that appears to be criminal. But as he pointed out, what's happened here in the intel community, putting this out in public uh, to the media, uh, is in fact criminal. Thank you, Ed. Thank you very much. Now, um, Ken... You're with me from Orlando. What are your thoughts this morning, Ken? Hey, good morning, uh, Bud. Uh, my thoughts on this are that it, the opposition is very organized. I think it's called OFA, Organizing for America. They've got 32,000 members, and uh, they also have manuals being sent out, and it's uh, like a shadow organization. Well, that, that, uh, that's the old Obama uh, right. organization here. And, and, and a local arm of that uh, is part of uh, the Disney workers protesting last night that we talked about uh, outside Disney trying to get um, uh, their CEO to uh, resign from Trump's Economic Advisory Council. It's all part of the same thing. Yeah, if I was Trump, I would uh, take a, a stronger action. And perhaps they are, and we just don't know about it. But I'd require lie detector tests uh, of the most likely departments that could have been responsible for this kind of leak. And just as the tests are beginning, I'm sure you'd find many people dropping off or resigning so that they wouldn't be uh, caught up in the lie detector uh, uh, net. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's what I would do. And uh, I think you'd get great results out of that and you stop some of these, uh, these attacks. Boy, there'd be hell to pay if that ever came down um, as what was going to happen. But good, good thinking there, Ken, and thank you very much. So the Grammy Awards... You had all the lefties bashing Trump at the invitation of the producers. It was a typical lean, hard left Hollywood production with one very notable and I think courageous exception. Basically, unknown entertainer, singer Joy, and I thought it was Via because she's Hispanic, I believe. Apparently it's Villa. Forgive me on that. I never heard of her before, the Grammys, but now... Everybody's heard of her, and her album sales are going through the roof. She uh, wore that Make America Great Donald Trump gown. Had Trump across the bottom and not down the front. It was a beautiful thing. really was. Make America Great. And she was on the red carpet in advance of the Grammys. And uh, finally, she has um, done an interview. I don't have the audio, but she did it with um, Aaron Klein of Breitbart. He's their Jerusalem bureau chief and senior investigative reporter and best-selling author. And um, here is what is reported on uh, commentary from singer Joy Villa. She's getting tremendous support right now, but there's a lot of haters out there as well. And she said that she was motivated to wear this dress so publicly by the drive to change Hollywood's suppressive atmosphere toward Trump supporters. She said, you know, saying you support Trump should not be something that is almost illegal in this society. Amen to you down that one, Joy. I mean, that's the way it is now, right? And Villa went on to say, and that's what it has felt like. It felt like a suppressive atmosphere out here. 
I just got tired of the bullying. I was tired of being pushed downs that I couldn't say my beliefs and fearful of losing sales, losing fans, losing bookings, losing contracts and sponsorship. You know, that's my day-to-day as an entertainer out here. And a lot of my friends have the same thing. We live in Hollywood, which is supposed to be the most open viewpoint city. But the truth is there's a lot of hatred and a lot of negativity. And I wanted to change the storyline to love and support and unity as an American. She says, when it comes to being a Trump supporter in the entertainment industry, you can't even talk about it with other supporters because you feel like, I don't want people to find out. And you're kind of like in the closet here. But she said she wore that dress in an attempt to bring everybody together and start a dialogue. Well, the left one apoplectic, of course, but what's wonderful is people are rallying around her and supporting her, and all of a sudden, she's becoming a star, and her album sales are through the roof, Yaffe. Yeah, and I really liked what she said. By the way, she is not Hispanic. I just looked it up. She oh, is, I thought she was. No, she's part African-American, Italian, and Choctaw Indian. That's why it's not Villa. Yeah, it's like Villa. Like Pancho Villa. It's Villa. Joy Villa. Yeah, but I really liked what she said. I mean, she was doing it, you know, to just kind of promote unity almost. It wasn't even so much to be a big Trump supporter. It was just to show, hey, you know, I'm not going to vilify Trump supporters out here just because I'm in Hollywood. Vilify, huh? Nice. Oh, yeah. I didn't even catch that. Oh, look at that. (laughs) Clever son of a gun. You're going to be on tonight, right, Yaffa? You got your own show in the evening? Yes, I do. Beyond Reason Radio is on tonight at 9 p.m., 9 to 10 p.m., and I think I'm going to talk about this a little more and the whole Grammys thing a little more, plus the Flynn fallout. I'll try to be a voice of reason, and there's a lot of Beyond Reason stuff in that whole situation, so I'll be a voice of reason through that all. Tonight at 9 p.m. Primetime Yaffe, phone lines, text line open, and uh, you need to be a part of that. Great to be with you from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Catch us nationwide on iHeartRadio. Download that iHeartRadio app. For Deb, Yaffe, Michael, the whole team, the Bud Men here, have a great day. Thank you. See you tomorrow. God bless you, and God bless America.